Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Yes, welcome back. Uh, it is Tuesday and Going Greyhounds in 2021. You've got a fresh new look. Every Tuesday, a 30-minute showcase program. Mark Olmers, your host, will be with me shortly on Wednesdays. No show. Thursday, Mick Cowley or another Greyhound Racing New South Wales representative will jump in the chair for news updates. Thursday, it'll be Tim Newbold and Dave Stanley from next week. And on Sundays at quarter to 11, Jared Daffy will review the week's action. It's going to be a big year on Going Greyhounds. And to kick us off, Mark Olmos is in the studio now for this Tuesday. Morning, Mark. Good morning, Luke. A big thank you for that very, very warm welcome. Great to be on the airwaves of Sky Sports Radio. And as you mentioned, Luke, a really good setup coming up for 2021 where we are indeed fresh. You should hear our very own Kevin Wolf's rendition of that Cool in the Gang song, I think it is. He loves it. He loves it. Hey, you uh, know what else he likes doing? <laughs> he likes playing his own stingers that he's voiced over <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while he's working. Hey, he's got a pretty decent voice. I'd swap in for oh, that one any time of the day. What's uh, on today's show, mate? Mate, we've got a really good show ahead. We'll be catching up a, a nice gentle ease into 2021. We'll be catching up with Steve Withers, of course, trainer of the People's Dog, Tommy Shelby, up there in Queensland. Uh If you needed a passport to travel between Australian states, that dog's passport would be full of stamps. Uh, Looking forward to catching up with Steve, a a terrific fellow as well. Uh, And also talking to him uh, not only about the dog Tommy Shelby leading into tomorrow night's golden ticket, of course heading towards the gold bullion, a free pass through for whichever dog is able to win that shootout style of competition, but just to talk to him about his, uh, his lovely partner Kira, She's back home, of course, in WA. A tough year it has been in 2020, but also with Kira looking after the dogs, uh, plenty of relationships strained. And I know that with Steve, he's missing his family like crazy. So just get a, a grasp and a feel for what it's like for a greyhound trainer or a trainer in racing in general, you know, being away from family for, for a long period of time. Then we'll be catching up with Jared Daffy, Tab's very own Senior Media Communications Advisor. Luke is the title that Daff runs with these yeah. days. Uh, Not a bad one, but obviously from a tab perspective, uh, we'll talk to Daff about the punt and especially in terms of turnover. We know 2020 was a a big one for the punt in terms of increase to turnover, but also just talk to Daff and get a bit of his background because a few people might not be aware of Daff's background and uh, he is the godfather really of... uh, wagering media, if you will, uh, going all the way back to the 90s and the sediment days and the rest. There are some cracking stories that that Daff can tell us about uh, some very obscure sports on the punt, but I'm looking forward to catching up with Daff and his love of the greyhound and greyhound racing as well. Obscure parts of Australia he likes to punt at, does Daff. We'll talk to him and then we'll talk to our very own producer, uh, Kat Ernst, for the Catching Pen. Uh, We'll talk to Kat and what we can expect for 2021 in terms of guests and content. And hopefully, I'm putting putting the hard word on it to get a very, very special guest in for the Catching Pen in 2021. Uh, You might know him as an ex-Australian test captain and he loves his dogs. And I want to put the hard word to Kat as to when we can get him on the Catching Pen. So really looking forward to this first show of 2021, Luke. Outstanding, Mark. Well, I'll hand you the reins. The set is yours for the first show of Going Greyhounds for 2021. 
Thank you very much, Luke, and great to have everybody's company once again. Uh, of course, to start things off, we've just gone through the rundown. Myself, 10.30 for a half an hour on Tuesdays. Thursdays, 10.45 with the Grand Racing New South Wales representative, Tim Newbold, 10.45 on a Friday. To preview, Wentworth Park on a Saturday and Jared Daffy on 10.45 to wrap up the week that was. Looking forward to this year. We'll start off with just a, a touch of news. Of course, champion Tornado Tears has run his last race, leaving behind a, an outstanding career. Uh, what a, a marvellous, marvellous job Batman has done. And his conditioner too, Rob Britton, uh, that prize money over a million dollars, 35 wins from 69 starts. Maligned at times, but what a marvellous greyhound he was. Oh, well, he still is, just not on the track anymore. And, of course, from Sunday, Andrew Bell, Trained a, a quintet of winners, uh, the leading Richmond trainer, taking home a big, big haul of riches there from Richmond on Sunday. Righto, now we move ahead. Just a quick look back at the year that was in 2020 for obvious reasons, on and off the track. History was made with, of course, Fernando's right. We can remember all the way back to last year, taking out the Australian Cup for Craig and Annalise Roberts. Fairly new to the game, it was wonderful to see. Uh, the golden Easter egg. We didn't have the golden Easter egg last year, of course, due to the COVID situation, which was the right decision under the circumstances. And no doubt uh, this year's running, uh, it'll be back bigger and better. Black Opium earned a much-deserved Group 1 of the Sapphire Crown and then claimed the Brisbane Cup. Simon told Helen, six group wins for season 19-20, claimed Greyhound of the Year and Wentworth Park played host to the world's richest Greyhound race for the third time in the Million Dollar Chase, which saw an upset. History somewhat repeating, though, with the seven, the Black Rug, winning the Million Dollar Chase again for Peter Lagogiani. This time it was Handsome Prince and, again, another new owner of the game, Shaquille Latimer. Uh, great to have Shaquille. He's a larger-than-life personality and no doubt we'll be hearing more from him in the coming years. Capped off with Hedini Boy taking out the last group one for the year at sale in the Cup back on Boxing Day. So it was a great year and we've got so much more to look forward to in 2021. Starting off with feature racing coming up from Albion Park on Thursday. We look forward to catching up with Steve Withers and he's on the line joining us. Steve, thanks for coming on Chasing Greyhounds. Uh, good to have you aboard. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Jeep, uh, this dog has probably seen more of Australia than a lot of people have. How's he travelling? <laughs> Better than the Leyland brothers. <laughs> exactly right. Um, how is the dog? And, and, of course, how are you, Steve? Yeah, mate. Yeah, everything's well. Uh, Tommy uh, keeps doing what Tommy does, and um, I follow him around like a uh, like a groupie. <laughs> uh, of course, plenty of plenty of traction. This this dog has has received due to the name uh, Tommy Shelby Peaky Blinders. He's also the people's dog, but there's a bit more to him, and it's quite well known that a portion of his prize money goes to, towards charity. Can you just tell us? Not only that's obviously a, a wonderful, wonderful thing to be able to do, but uh, with him, it's obviously meant a lot to you guys as well, yourself, Kira, Mick and Jody Harders, um, to be able to, I guess, give back. Yeah, mate, look, it's, it's very humbling to be able to have an opportunity with a dog like this. It's something we never thought we'd get the chance to do. And, um, yeah, when things started to spiral out of control, he's um, taken a tyranny on um, social media and the like. It was nothing to do with us. It was all out of our control, so... It felt very important that we did something positive with it and, um, yeah, we decided the charity option was the one to go and, yeah, it's an honour to be able to um, give the charities. 
Yeah, well said. Now, coming up on Thursday, let's touch on his upcoming assignment against Magical Hope. He's $3.60 to take out the golden ticket, which would give him a run in the gold bullion. Has he improved further? Because we know there was plenty of chat around his initial trial and he improved vastly last Thursday when winning. Is there further improvement left in him, Steve? Yeah, look, I certainly think he can um, tighten up further in his run-home sectional. Um, look, he's, he's not a 600-metre dog. He's, he's not going to win 600-metre races, but he's not a weak 500-metre dog either. And uh, post-Hobart, we sort of give him a little bit of a break and a let-up, just seeing how busy the calendar was. And, yeah, look, he hadn't had a 500-metre race since the Melbourne Cup final way back in November. So that first run, the, the sectionals were great, especially considering it was his first look at the track and uh, it was the run-home sectional that was, that was lacking and... Second run, the, the run-home section will tighten up a lot and I'd assume that he'd be getting close towards his peak this run or next and um, and really run to the line like a proper 500-metre dog. $3.60 to take out the golden ticket on Thursday. That's overall betting to run the fastest time. Uh, Steve, originally a Queenslander, what's it like to be back? Yeah, it's different. Um, you forget about the humidity and, and how much it does impact you. And, um, yeah, I wasn't in dogs when I was a Queenslander, so bringing a dog back and seeing how the humidity affects them, um, yeah, it's definitely thrown some new learning curves at me. Uh, and Steve, uh, I was lucky enough, it was actually the, the, the night after the Million Dollar Chase to have some dinner with yourself, Kira, lovely partner, uh, Mick and Jody Harders, other part owners of Tommy Shelby, uh, Toby Weeks and his partner Jess as well. Uh, it's a great thrill to be able to go for a ride with, with some wonderful people. Maybe the crab was there that night. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, they're great people. It's opened up so much opportunity for us, this dog. Obviously, these are guys that we've known for a long time, but to be able to take that on the road and just express your natural personalities and um, enjoy yourself and, and get to meet wonderful people in just relaxed settings, um, it, it, it's been awesome, yeah. It's, it's shown the greatest side of being Now, Steve, I mentioned it at the top there. Uh, I remember hearing Grant Williams uh of course, wonderful, wonderful Gallops trainer and has trained and driven many, many good standard breads as well. He was over in Melbourne with Bob and Sandra Peters' horses and speaking post-race after a few wins, it just makes it all the more worthwhile leaving home. Very tough for Grant to leave his uh, training partner and wife, Alana Williams, and their daughter, young daughter. Um, for yourself as well, it's obviously been hard being uh, away from the family and no doubt it's made all the more rewarding when you do get feature success like you did in the Hobart Thousand. Tell us what it's been like to be away from home. Yeah, look, it throws up a lot of battles, um, not just for the dog and, and getting them right, but um, for yourself, you, you're away from home. You're um, A lot of times you're living underneath other people's feet in their home environments, and, and that's tricky. You're uncomfortable. <clears throat> and um, even back home, like you're, you're leaving a big load in your normal life with your children and, and your other race dogs and pups and um, yeah, I, I, I sympathise with Grant and, and know what he's going through. It's, um, there is ups and downs. Race nights are fantastic. Like you get all the buzz and the and the enjoyment of a normal race night, and there's heaps of interest in around. But yeah, the little bits in in between of a daytime and just living your normal life and, and missing out on things at home, it can yeah, it throws up some challenges. But look, there's millions of people out there doing it a lot tougher and for less opportunity and, and thrilling life. So. Um, we never know when we'll get another opportunity like this, so we'll take it with both hands and do our best. Let's say three, four years down the line, you look back on this little period, and this period with Tommy Shelby, uh, well, looking ahead, how do you think you'll feel? Uh, you'd be immensely proud that you had the opportunity to, to be with the dog and, and be a part of that journey. Um, 
I mean, hearing all the great dogs that you just uh, went through the prelude there of, of last year, um, they're champions, and I'm, I'm a fan of those off the track and, and on the track. And to think that you've actually got a dog that in that era and um, and being able to achieve some things itself, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a highlight of, of my career, no doubt. Wonderful stuff, Steve. So good to have you on Going Greyhounds. The first episode of 2021, I've no doubt that we'll uh, be chatting again very, very soon. Hopefully it's in person. Uh, thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds and best of luck this Thursday. Doing a great job, Mark. Appreciate you having me on. Steve Withers, good man and the trainer of Tommy Shelby. Uh, of course, he'll have to improve. He's up against against the Tony Brett Greyhounds, but wonderful to see this Greyhound going all around the country uh, representing Western Australia. Righto, that's the first segment run and one, so to speak, on going greyhounds for 2021. We'll take a short break, and on the other side, we'll catch up with Tab's very own Jared Daffy. Get right up in the mounting yard, the back straight, and the winner's circle anytime, anywhere. When you download the Tab app, you won't be locked out of live racing, so strap in. Make a date with every roughie, good thing, and you beauty. Download the Tab app and get live racing across every Sky Racing channel, now with an all-new watch and bet experience. Tab. Long may we play. Available online for Tab account customers only. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. Form Guide, brought to you by Tabs Treble. First leg quarter fail, it's treble time. TNC Supply, gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. Great to have your company on this Tuesday morning, the 19th day of the new year, 2021, January. Our next guest joining us, one of our very own, Jared Daffy, Tab Senior Media Communications Advisor. Had to go back to the emails, Daff, and just check that that was your title. It sounds... Rather impressive. Good morning to you. Good morning, Mark. Actually, I didn't know it was that. So, <laughs> so you filled me in. <laughs> How are you this morning? Oh, look, I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's strange. We're, we're halfway through the first month of the new year and uh, relatively unscathed at the moment, but who knows what lies ahead. You can say that again. This time last year, we had no idea what was coming. Uh, Daff. For yourself personally, uh, going a little off the, the, the greyhound path, but the last week, of course, a, a big, big time up in your neck of the woods, the Gold Coast with the Magic Millions. How have you come through it? Yeah, it was a great week. It really was. I suppose there are various times during the last 12 months, or in particular the last four or five months, or even two weeks ago, where we weren't quite sure what was going to happen. Uh, you know, We had a little lockdown of three, three days uh, in Brisbane, but Whilst there are a lot of people who couldn't make it uh, this year for various reasons, both from overseas and obviously interstate as well, it was a, a more than successful uh, Magic Millions a week and a half or two weeks now, and, and the Brisbane Carnival, uh, that culminated with that racing last Saturday. So by all reports, the numbers were really, really good. Um, so, you know, I guess like us all, Mark, we're just thankful uh, that the three racing codes could, uh, could keep going through COVID and uh, you know, we're not at the other side yet, but the signs are good. Yeah, too right. All PRAs and racing clubs all around the country, all three codes, deserve immense praise. Now, for people who follow at Jared Daffy on Twitter, uh, your handle, they'll see a lot of mail for Darwin and Mount Gambier. We'll just get straight into this. Why Darwin and Mount Gambier, Daff, do you follow so closely? Oh, I've... Pretty much follow Greyhounds in Victoria fairly closely, and just have a, a, an interest in elsewhere. But uh, knew um, uh, a lot of the committee, etc. In Darwin, this is when they were non-TAB, and when, when they 
he came to over. You know, I was pretty excited by the prospect of that. And one thing from a punting perspective is we're only dealing with it with a local pool. Obviously, the, the closest track to Darwin, I, I think, is Brisbane, you know, mm. 2,000 kilometres away. So it's the same pool of dogs. It's pretty easy to do the form there. Um, so I, I follow them religiously. I, I love betting on them and I love following them. And to a lesser degree, the same applies to Mount Gamby because whilst it is close to the Victorian border and we've got tracks like Horsham and uh, and Warrnambool only a couple of hours away, they're really only their local pool of dogs. So, uh, you know, each track is, is unique in so much, and particularly those two tracks, you've got to be looking for leaders. So it, it, I do follow them very, very closely and it's it's a pastime. It's, it's a hobby thing for me. I, I don't do it for a living. I don't bet every race a bit a few races, but I, I just love it. And you're a Greyhound man first and foremost. Uh, I did get your message on uh, Sunday. Where was it? The Shepparton Cup, I think it was. You were there in 1977 watching Maori's Idol. But where did the love of the Greyhound kick in for you? Oh, it goes back a long, long way. My dad um, trained Greyhounds, as did his dad, and dad yeah, right. took his club. And he was on the committee at Warrnambool uh, when I was a little tacker and president for many, many years there. So... I trained my first dog when I was 12. It was in his name, and I got the bug early. I was always a punter. I used to go to the trials there and clock the trials. And, uh, you know, when I left school, I didn't think I was really cut out for a nine-to-five job, Mark. So much to my mother's horror, I actually went straight to the racetrack and, uh, and, and started working for bookmakers when I was 18. I'd been doing it beforehand, but always had a love of the greyhounds. You know, it was... It was Nirvana in, in, I think it was the mid ninety early 90s when Sky Channel surfaced. Um, so you watch them from all over the country and always had a little involvement in, in some ownership. Fortunate enough to own a couple of decent dogs down through the years and whilst I don't have any at the moment, uh, you know, I could sit there all day and watch Crayon Racing and all night and not have a bet. I just love it. Yeah, well, I was thinking actually we could probably sit here all day and all night talking about some of the stories because I've heard stories from third parties and I've heard stories from yourself. Um, you've been in the bookmaking business for a very, very long time at quite a high level. I know we were having a, a chat last night as well. Can you take us back to where it all started? Because I don't think a lot of people realise that you've been around the mid-90s when, you know, especially when online uh, bookmaking became a, a whole massive beast on its own. Can you just take us back to, to when it all started and in terms of the media side of things as well, because that's a relatively new concept that only started, what, around the mid-90s, late-90s, Daph, and, and you were a part of, I guess, that, that renegade group of, uh, of, of yeah. wagering media talent. I was lucky because, you know, having spent so long working on racetracks and a couple of the bookies I worked for in Victoria at the time uh, worked on sport. Now, in those days, to have a sports bet, you had to go to a racetrack of a, 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 um, like Flemington or Sandown, place your bet today, and then go back and collect it next Saturday. Mm. So, but I had a background in, in sports betting as well. So, uh, an opportunity came up in Alice Springs at Centibet. It was the start of 1993. That's when it all began in Australia in regards to corporate bookmakers. Centibet was the first to get a license, and then so many first followed, um, first to go 24 hours, first multilingual, multi currency second in the world to go on the internet. So, as I said, I was lucky I was there at the forefront of all of that. Now, 
it fell into my lap that um, I had to deal with the media because I had no media training, I've done no journalistic training or anything at all. And, and a lot of people might say, well, that's pretty obvious. But uh, I, was, I was sort of the go-to man because there was no other go-to man. You know, soon a bit was it. And, um, and so we got a fair amount of notoriety around the country in regards to betting markets and, and betting speak. And you know, what, what we take for granted now in columns is very, very few times where you'll see a column where such and such is favourite and, and the reason for it and what the market moves are. It, it all started there. And, you know, Australia actually got a really good name globally, um, thanks to Centibet and, and those that follow, because we're a pretty strict regime over here of uh, of um, uh, government assistance. I don't know whether assistance or regulations and you know, Australia led the way with all of those, in, in particular responsible gambling and what mm. you could and what you couldn't bet on. So it all started back there. Uh, I moved on, and um, it's funny how the wheel turns because the tab started uh, were one of the major opposition businesses to Centibet in the late 90s, but all of those guys that worked at the tab at the time and subsequent to that were all friends of mine. We all knew each other, and we were all in the same industry, so there was never any bad blood, but... Mm. Actually, nine years ago this week, uh, I bobbed up working for Catsbet, uh, the old UBET, mm. uh, in the media department and still dabbled in the fixed odds. And, and of course, the merger with Tab a couple of years ago and became one of the big family there. And, you know, the, the guys that, that your listeners know, uh, Glenn Munsey, Adam Hamilton, Matt Jenkins, etc., they're all mates of mine anyway. Mm. So it was a perfect fit. So here I am. Yeah, there you go. You would have touched on many, many different parts of uh, not only the wagering side of the industry, but also yeah, the the uh, the media, as you mentioned, but also just, just the racing in general. Uh, just a couple more quick ones, Daph, before we let you go. Like I said, I think we could go on for hours. You might have to put a podcast together or something, but your your favourite greyhound of, of all time... Um, and, and also wanted to ask you, in terms of Greyhound turnover, we know 2020 was a big one for turnover in betting full stop, but uh, what kind of what kind of increases were we looking at after 2020? Uh, Greyhound racing's been on a, a steady rate of uh, incline for the past four or five years, maybe even a little bit longer. Uh, there are a lot more races now, Mark, than what we used to have, and of course the coverage is so good now. You could turn on a Greyhound race now, and there's probably one in Victoria. There'll be some in New Zealand. The other thing is that um, there's a lot of confidence out there in punting land on Greyhounds. The form is very easy to follow, and the other thing that's become noticeable to me is that the good Greyhounds, uh, people do follow them. Even if you're only a recreational follower of Greyhounds, you'll follow them, and there's always a good story. Phil, thank you. What a story that was. Absolutely. And and the like. So that's part of the reason. Uh, And the other thing, too, is, and and you would know this, uh, given uh, you're part of the coverage on Sky, etc., there's so much information out there now. So you can turn on any race, Sky Channel, Grahams, tell you the likely leader, the raters, and then they cross to the callers and, and you get their thoughts as well. So there's information out there. And the other big, big thing, and this doesn't really get a mention, but it's well worth mentioning now, is form guides. Mm. Free form guides. Mm. Any track in Australia, whether it be uh, um, through uh, the dogs.com.au website or the watchdog, that's a fabulous, fabulous service. So there are, there are a few of the reasons why uh, they're hugely successful brands, and, and I don't see that dropping off at any stage. As far as popular dogs, well, I've got two, and I'm biased with both. Go on. 
best friend I've ever seen, and I don't think we'll ever see another one, is Brett Lee. Okay. He was trained by a mate of mine. Um, he, he ran 28.89, I think, at Alb- uh, at Angle Park around about 12 or 13 years ago. Now, we don't see dogs get down around that now, and dogs have become so much quicker as his track. So he was the best, and he was a fabulous side. And the other one, the Warrior Warrior, Boltrice, five Sandown Cups in a row. And, again, biased because he was from the Bull, but more importantly, he's, uh, Norm McCulloch, his, uh, his trainer, He's a good friend of my dad's. He actually lives next door to them. He's still training now, Norm McCulloch. Mm. He's been training dogs for 50, 55 years. But um, for anybody who has watched the footage of Bold Feast and those cups, it's well worth going back having a look because he was a star that we'll never, ever see again. Beautiful, Daff. Uh, Brett Lee, also the story around the name. Uh, wonderful. One of those little quirky ones. Daff, we'll uh, leave it there, but I'm sure there'll be another opportunity down the line. Thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds. Thanks, Mark. Jared Daffy there, TAB Senior Media Communications Advisor. We'll take a short break and wrap up the show with Cat Ernst. Sky Sports Radio, racing through history. State government legislation was introduced in 1943 to abolish the network of unregistered pony racing clubs. The Sydney Turf Club was created. New South Wales Premier William McKill was heavily involved, handpicking the first board of directors, including the chairman William Hill. And who said bookmakers don't have a guardian angel? The STC eventually purchased Rose Hill Racecourse Company and Canterbury Park Racecourse Company. The remaining clubs at Moorfield, Ascot, Kensington, Rosebury and Victoria Park were gradually phased out. Wide out and taken over the lead at the judges' box the first time. It's Cheval Grand! Cheval Grand goes on and wins the Japan Cup! The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe, first time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Elder abuse can take many forms. Financial abuse is the most common. He said, Mum, I'll get the money for you. I gave him my card. He's my son. And then I got a call from the bank manager. I never expected this from my daughter. If I don't change my will, I can't see the grandkids again. For free confidential support, call 1-800-ELDER-HELP. That's 1-800-353-374. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. Mark Olmos with you. We wrap up the show now. The last few minutes, we've got Cat Ernst aboard, our producer here on Sky Racing, lead greyhound producer. Catherine, a very good morning to you. Thank you for coming on. No worries, Mark. Thanks for having me. I consider you a very, very special guest. <laughs> Thank you for that. I don't know about that. <laughs> for, for many, many more reasons than one. Now, you, you seem very timid on the phone. I was actually going to start the show. I'll start this segment with a warning to you to remember that you're live on air and to to keep your potty mouth. We're not in a we're not in a, a, a production meeting where you can throw filth at me and Jason Lincoln. We are on uh, on air, so uh, just keep that in mind, okay, Kat? Yeah, no worries. It's um, <laughs> it's funny not being able to uh, talk to you guys in the air and talk to all the listeners directly. So it's a bit of a difference for me, but we'll see how we go. Now, Catherine, uh, the catching pen. When are we back, and what can viewers look forward to? Yeah, the show returns two weeks today. Um, obviously, 2020 was a bit of a different one for us all, but we're really excited to get back into it with a fresh start this year. And I think uh, one of the things we've done really well on the show over the last few years is to meet a lot of participants, especially the smaller participants, who I guess you may not necessarily know. They may not be the household names. And that's something I think we really want to get back to doing in 2021. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge, and COVID's not gone 
gone completely, but um, yeah, obviously where we can, we want to get back out and meet some participants. Cat favourite mo- moment of 2020? I think just seeing how well the industry responded to all the different challenges. I mean, you look at the other industries and sports, both in Australia and across the world, and to think that racing was able to continue is just a testament to participants. Um, aside from that, probably the emergence of some greyhounds as social media stars. You know, you've got the likes of Tommy Shelby, Flying Ricardo, and Ebby Dogs uh, with Michael Everin leading them. Um, it really does promote the sport so well, and it's great to see owners and trainers finally embracing that side of the promotion of the dogs. Yeah, too right, and uh, and and we encourage you to get in touch with us too if you if you've got a if you've got a story or you know you want to come come and have a chat to us at the races, and uh, we'll hopefully try to get you on the catching pen because, like you said, Kat, there are so many great stories out there which we love to to put out there to promote the the wonderful sport of greyhound racing. Now, um, we had some really good guests last year, as you mentioned, the likes of Craig and Annalise Roberts, as we, as we mentioned at the top of the show, just wonderful, wonderful people, and uh, great to see them get success again. Thirteen dollars shot Fernando's right taking out the Australian Cup big Shaquille Latimer a uh, wonderful fellow and somebody who'll be around greyhound racing for a long time yet you, you would have thought uh, many many others uh, we had Mark Ruff we had, we had plenty of other wonderful guests I can't name them all but this year 2021 me and Jason Link we continually joke about it on air but you have to make this a reality and get Ricky Ponting on the show he's a greyhound nut and we need to get him on the catching pin cat yeah I it's definitely a goal. And can, can you talk to Robbo about the budget and just work <laughs> something out for us? There's so many people that I'd love to get on. Obviously, there's plenty of jockeys as well that are interested mm. in the dogs, and there's plenty of people that are, you know, well-named people that you know cr- can cross-promote the sport, uh, sport, and that's what it's all about. Is um, I guess getting greyhounds into the mainstream media and into the into the general public's eyes and show them that. It is a really great industry and these people love their dogs and it's just a lot of fun for everyone. Too right. Now, Grant Boyden's here in the studio with me. He said you bred a dog for him. Did it go any good? I didn't breed the dog for him, <laughs> but I think it went all right. Now, actually, he is. Um, I think he's involved in a syndicate of one of the pups that I've got here at the moment So, uh, with a fellow that used to work at Sky. So she's going well. She's just come into the kennel, so hopefully... We are on the track soon. Very, very good. Great to hear. Uh, Catherine, thanks so much for coming on, and we look forward to a, a massive year in the world of greyhound racing, promoting the sport on here, going greyhounds as well as the catching pen. Thanks for coming on, Cat. No worries. Thanks, Mark. Cat Ernst there, our very own producer here at Sky Racing. Now we wrap the show up. Uh, just to finish off, we'll have a little segment to, to keep an eye out for, a greyhound to keep an eye out for. I'll try to get Jason Lincoln to, to give me the good mail because, let's be honest, I... As much as I try and as hard as I try, uh, I don't really have much of an idea in terms of form and, and greyhounds to follow. But I did find Aston Oriental in the first at Sandown Park this Thursday. A maiden final, Jason Thompson, Ray Border, uh, out of multiple group finalists, Aston Miley, who's a litter sister herself to the great Melbourne Cup winner, Aston DB, will probably open up short. But very excited to, to follow the career of Aston Oriental. Uh, coming up this week, we have markets available for as well. The golden ticket on Thursday, as we mentioned, Tommy Shelby is embedding at around that $3.70 quote, 360 in fact, but 250 for sentence looks to be 
awfully, awfully hard to beat. The, the Tony Brett Kennel with a strong hand, the golden ticket final. That market's available with Tab. Uh, the National Futurity National Derby. Uh, the Group 1s on Saturday night from Wentworth Park, along with the Summer Distance Plate, the Group 2, as well as the Paws of Thunder, shaping up to be a brilliant Brilliant night of chasing from Wentworth Park. 3.20 for Zipping Sapporo in the National Futurity Final, the National Derby Final, Zipping Moose off the two, $3.20 favourite there. In the National Distance Plate Final, $3.00 Stanley Road off the inside, the favourite. And $2.50 for Wow was brilliant on the weekend. Looking forward to all of the action from Wentworth Park this Saturday night. Tune into Chasing Winners at 6pm tomorrow night, Wednesday, on Sky Racing 2, where myself and Jason Lincoln will try to find you some winners. Not a bad week for Wiz last week, actually. And, of course, tune into Sky Racing Active for the big one at Wentworth Park on Saturday night. Live coverage from the track pre- and post-race. A big thank you to our guests, Steve Withers, Jared Daffy and Kat Ernst, of course, Tab, and, of course, Greyhound Racing New South Wales for making. Going Greyhounds. All happen, Luke. Uh, that's the first show out of the way for 2021. Looking forward to tuning in at 10.45 on Thursday for an update from the GRNSW team. Thanks very much, Mark. Great show, and we'll chat to you next week. Wonderful, Luke. Uh, good hearing from you. Where are you calling next, my friend? Mate, um, that's a good question. I'm finishing up this week, and uh, me being the ever-prudent, ever-prepared person I am, I haven't even looked uh, what's ahead next week, mate. So the answer is... A pineapple. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful stuff, Luke. Always a a pleasure being on air with you, mate. Thank you. Champion Mark. Uh, Mark Olmos there with Going Greyhounds on Racing HQ.